All right. Where, what website is this, Frank? Oh, you know, this is that YouTube. My grandson told me about this website. Apparently, there's lots of ways to learn about a roster. Huh, that's that's what we're trying to do here. There's lots of, you know, stocks and bonds and... Well, that's the thing. It's all these young punks. I don't understand anything they're saying. They're talking about cryptocurrency and... What, this whippersnapper is talking about GameStop? What is, what is I that? I don't know about all this GameStop business. I just want to learn how to invest like a proper old man. Wait, wait a second, Frank. Go, come on, come on, go, go, go to that guy. Who's this? No, 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 he's got gray hair like me. Oh my gosh. If you don't, have, you don't pay enough attention, you wouldn't think that's you. Well, <laughs> he's probably somewhere around our age, probably does the same kind of things that we're interested in doing. He looks really old. <laughs> probably knows his Hey, good, Frank. Do the, do the mouse on him. All right, what is this? Book a, book a call? Where should we book a call? We just got the landline set up. Oh, perfect. All right. Did you hear that, Horace? No, what What was it? It was kind of like a, like a bing bong, bing oh, bong. You, maybe it's the, the timer for your medication, Frank. No, 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 no. I think it was the doorbell. We have one of those? Hey, who's there? Hey. hey. Hey! Who's get, there? Get off our lawn! Let's get him, horse! You get out of our boat! Oh! Huh? It's you! It's him! It's, it's the Silver Fox! He really showed up! Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Mark. You know, my grandson, he's keeping me up to date with all the, the newer stuff, like the bitcoins and things like that, but I don't know what's going on with the older stuff, the, 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 the safer route. What's the difference? What's the difference between investing for a 20-year-old and somebody like us? I think we can make that happen. What's going on, you guys? Welcome to the video. I'm gonna be starting things off today by talking about what it's like to invest in your 20s. This is speaking and coming from a 25-year-old. Because picture this, let's assume that you've just finished university or post-secondary. You got your first career job, you're making a nice steady income. Well, this is actually the perfect time. This is one of the best times available for us to get started with the stock market. In general, it's fair to say that when you're in your 20s, you're at a point in life with very few expenses. The commitments we have when it comes to things like a family to provide for. You know, we don't have little babies running. Maybe some of us do, but for a lot of us, and especially in our early 20s, we don't have babies running around the house. We may not even have a mortgage to pay for. Just in general, we do have a lot of time on our hands. We have time to take on new hobbies, time to learn new things. And most importantly, being in our 20s, we have decades and decades and decades ahead of us, literally decades, to invest and let our money compound and grow. The objective here is really to get this launching pad started and kind of form this base for our financial future. So we may just be dipping our toes in the markets in the world of finance, but we wanna be setting ourselves up now for the years and decades to come. When we understand compound interest and how the earlier we get started, the more money we make over time, even when you're starting off with smaller amounts of money and smaller is all relative, that does make a difference decades down the road. One of the biggest mistakes that I think 20 year olds make is saying, well, I don't have a whole bunch of money yet and maybe I need to hit that 10,000 or $20,000 mark before stuff gets meaningful. So I'm just gonna gamble away. I'm gonna take my $500 or take my $1,000 and go into the penny stocks and try to get rich like that. 
that is in almost all cases a losing strategy. And a route that I would rather take is if I have a thousand dollars that I've saved up or a few thousand, why gamble that and risk that away when I can form the base of that snowball? Take that and take the proper investing approach and slowly start to add to that and slowly start to let that compound and grow over time. In fact, one of the key things in your 20s is that, and this is an underrated thing by the way, in your 20s and when you're just getting started, you are actually learning and developing the habits that you'll take with you for the rest of your life. And when I talk about habits, I'm talking about things like putting money away every month, paying yourself first, getting these systematic plans in place where every time you get a paycheck from your job, you're popping it into your investment account. Before you know it, that $1,000 base, which doesn't seem that big or meaningful, next thing you know, it's $5,000, then 10, then 25,000, then 50,000. A couple, you know, a decade or so down the road, you're actually starting to work with some meaningful numbers because you've done the right thing starting off. You didn't just gamble that money away. It is fair to say in terms of the actual investments that you would be looking at, as a younger person, we are at a phase where we can typically take on more risk. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody wants to be extremely risky, but given our circumstances, given the lack of commitments and responsibilities, it's a time where we probably, it's justified to take on a little more risk. And when we say a little more risk, we'd maybe be looking at companies that are more growth focused. So these could be companies like the Amazons of the world and heck, a Tesla, if that's something that's up your alley, NVIDIA's, companies that do have more opportunity for growth. But along with that, you do have to understand that you're gonna get a lot of volatility. And um, obviously that's just the fluctuations within your portfolio. You typically have to be okay with stomaching that. And when you're younger, you usually are. A great example to display this is looking at a couple of the high flyers that we see covered on YouTube. And this is a current day example, actually. In the past month, we've seen stocks like Moderna, Tesla, and NEO. Well, they've really been hitting this sell-off. They're down anywhere between 23 to 35%, all within a one month period. Now. I'm not suggesting we go out and buy all these you know, high flyer stocks, but what I wanna display is that when we go for more aggressive, when we go for more growth oriented companies, that does come with the respective downside. And because when we're younger, we are typically going to be invested in primarily equities, so mainly stocks, maybe a small proportion of bonds are a safe part, but because we're gonna be exposed to a lot of these higher growth companies, we do need to expect gyrations in our portfolio, and that's completely okay. The important thing is that because we have decades ahead of us, again, this is one of the key components, our actual outlook of being in our 20s, we have the luxury of time and letting our investments recover. If we looked at some of the meaningful downturns over the past couple of decades, like the tech bubble or even the great financial crisis or the great recession, these last on average about two to three years. It's obviously you give or take, but we're not investing for two to three years, we are investing for decades. And actually as a younger investor, as counterintuitive as it sounds, we actually wanna invite periods like that. We wanna invite on the downturns and the crashes because as shares get lower and lower, that gives us a chance to go in and buy at better prices. We're getting discounts on a lot of great quality companies out there. And again, we are at the phase in life where we're just trying to build up and formulate that base for our financial future. But really, if it were me as a younger investor, my two priorities would be maxing out my registered accounts. I would say a goal of mine is to max out my TFSA and my RRSP. Those are our sheltered accounts right here in Canada. And once we've done that, 
as our income increases, so hopefully we get some raises at work or we do a side hustle or make some more money, we do a good job of continuously adding to our portfolio in a very healthy ratio. And what I mean by that is that as our income increases, we're typically gonna to wanna to contribute more and more to our investing account. If you're looking for a specific number in terms of how much to save, one of the golden rules in the industry is if you're able to save 15%, one five of your gross income, especially when you're starting in your early 20s, you're typically gonna be just fine throughout your life. Again, as your income increases, your savings amount will increase too. Now, if you're a 20 year old that's living at home, if you're still with your parents, if you don't have uh, a lot of liabilities out there like mortgage or rent and this and that, you have no excuse not to save more than that. And I would take this early phase in life as a big opportunity to sock away as much as I can. You're really giving yourself that, you're really giving yourself that launching pad. Lastly, as cheesy as this does sound, one of the things that you need to prioritize when you're young is learning as much as you can. This would come through reading books, from studying the other great investors, from watching YouTube, meeting investors, seeing a bunch of different ways because you really are just formulating what you're gonna be doing for the next number of decades and you need to take in all the inputs, all the pieces and find out what works for you. But with that said, I'll pass it on to my dad to talk about what it's like to invest when you're a little bit older. Okay, I think Brandon just did a really good job of, of outlining, explaining, if you're in your 20s, what are the major considerations as an investor that you need to implement? We're gonna look now at what about your parents? So you're 25, your parents are gonna be 45 or 50 or 55 or maybe even older. So let's put yourselves in their shoes and what are the major things that you have to be uh, aware of? Well, first of all, the most obvious thing, you're in an entirely different stage of life. Brandon talked about the responsibilities and when you're in your 20s, you have very few sort of real responsibilities. Right now, you're probably in a period where you have more responsibilities than maybe you've ever had before or you will have going forward. Quite possibly, your children are still at home. So you have to provide a stable income, make sure you're providing for your children. The types of investments that you have have to really shift from growing, which is what you've done for the last 20 or 30 years, the shift turns into a bit of a more cautious stance. And so the preservation of what you've built takes more of a priority than, than just growing. If you have built up a nest egg, and let's say you're getting closer and closer to retirement, there's really an emphasis on downside risk. Uh, then there is more on the upside risk. At this point in your life, it's quite possible that you're gonna either be on the verge of retiring, you're going to be thinking about retiring in the next five or 10 years. So you're gonna to have to go from growing a portfolio to having a portfolio that provides you with an income. This is when we shift more and focus less on the high flyer uh, growth oriented companies to the good solid sort of core blue chip stable dividend paying incomes. This is because you're going to start instead of putting more money into your portfolios, whether it's an RRSP, whether it's a, a just an investment account, you're not going to have to take that and you're going to be pulling money out typically on a regular basis. Very commonly, once you do shift into retirement, you're going to take your portfolio and start selling investments. So you have a lower period of time that you can recover if the markets do drop. That's logical. I think it's really important to note here though, the fact that you're 50 doesn't mean you're on the verge of kicking it, right? So if you're 50 now, you still have statistically a 20 or 30 year time period ahead of you. A common mistake that investors do make when they're 50s is when they convert into retirement, they think that everything changes. My whole strategy is gonna change, I'm gonna become really conservative. My experience, that's really not the best strategy to take. 
if you have a, more money than you'll ever spend, okay, sure, you can put it in the put it in a drawer and start taking out little by little. But if you have a reasonable uh, portfolio that you're going to rely on to generate that retirement income, you're going to have many more market cycles to go through. So taking everything and being all of a sudden conservative isn't realistic. Typically, what you do at this age is you start that shift. Now, it may have started, let's say, in the mid-40s or even at 50, but you're going to start shifting from more growth-oriented into a more conservative portfolio. Conservative with a small c, not meaning being overly conservative. Inflation isn't going anywhere. Taxation is going to be around for the rest of our lives. So you have to have investments that factor both of those in, but still have growth potential as well. The first thing to note, you're going to have to, or I think reasonably, you're going to shift into investments that are more of a blue chip, um, you know, almost slow and steady kind of wins the race. I don't want to give the impression that, that you take all risk out of the market because you have to grow. But certainly the, some of the companies that Brandon spoke of earlier, where there's more opportunity to make money quickly, uh, are probably you're gonna take a pass on those, or if anything, you're gonna have a very small percentage of your portfolio. There's nothing wrong when you're 50, 60, or 70 to have some, I would call it almost play money. If that's what your nature is like and you do have that aggressive streak in you, it's probably good that you have some money peeled off to the side that you can experiment with like that. But if you're relying on it, the bulk of your money is gonna to have to be in those blue chip companies. So, so earlier in this video, Brandon showed you an example of if you're not careful enough or if you do take much too much of a risk, what can happen? And he looked at a very short time period where some of the companies he looked at, I think were down 25, 30, 35%. Let's compare that to a more conservative portfolio. We're going to take a look at three companies that I feel are appropriate for a portfolio and add them here and just overlay on that chart. The three companies that I've chosen are Unilever, Procter & Gamble, and Colgate-Palmolive. Now these are companies that provide you know, staples. Every household needs them, whether you're 20 or whether you're 50. And as we can see by the chart we just put up here, in the same time period that Brandon showed you where we had those small drops or those large drops earlier, you'll see in comparison, the companies that typically you're going to own when you're in your 50s are going to have a much less drop. Now in the last month in the markets, pretty much everything is sold off. But when you can see a drop from in the 2 to 3% range versus the large 28, 25, 30% range, you'll see why this is so important as you become, as you become older and move further down that uh, investing time frame. Another thing I'll talk about is the psychology of investing. Just normally, as we age, we become more cautious. We become more conservative than the younger person. Well, all those of us in our 50s, we remember when you're 25 to 30, the world is just yours to conquer. You haven't gone through the, the challenges that you have as you move through life. Sometimes, whether it's investing or other things in life, you get burned from time to time and those leave scars, it changes your mindset, and those naturally will migrate into the way you manage your portfolio and what you believe as far as investments are concerned. The, also another fact is when you, hopefully by now you've built up some additional funds, you've got a nest egg, the more money you have, um, we would think intuitively that the more you have, the less nervous you are, the more, uh, more you can say, well, I'll play with some of this money. Reality is that the studies show that unless you have multi, multi, multi millions and in the tens of millions of dollars saved up, which most of us don't have, the, the, the impact of the market fluctuations actually has a stronger impact than it does. So, I mean, if you've got a million dollars saved up or $3 million saved up, 
a 10% market correction you know, is $100,000 or $300,000. And you're going to look at that number and it's going to, you know, when the markets do drop, if you are taking those riskier investments, it is going to have a very strong psychological impact on you. I would say much more so than a new investor, let's say who maybe has $20,000, loses 10%, they're down to 18. Um, they're probably going to be able to ride that out especially factoring in all the other considerations, right? I would say a mistake that a lot of investors want to make when they're in their 50s and getting closer to retirement, and you'll hear this a lot, if you're not quite at your goals, I've worked with clients over the years who think this is the time to ramp up the risk. You know, I only have four years left to my retirement. And I'm a little bit behind schedule. So if I take a more aggressive profile right now, I'll catch up, and then once I get to my goal, then I'll scale back. I mean, I would say clearly that's the exact opposite of what you want to do. First of all, in that two, three, four, five-year time period, uh, the results are so unpredictable. Uh, by taking on that risk, yes, there is a chance that you will reach that goal if it's a, a hard dollar target that you've set, but more likely the risk that you're taking of setting yourself back and every time we go through a market correction, you'll hear people who are on the verge of retiring say, well, I guess I'm working for another three years or you know, whatever the case may be. Be very cautious. It's logical that you would think, let me make some more money quickly, but it's, it's actually, you're doing exactly what you shouldn't be doing. So I'd be very cautious on that front there. So let me, let me wrap this up. A couple of key points, I would say. There's absolutely a difference. If you're in your 20s and you're in your 50s, there is and there should be a difference in how you invest. The, the objectives are different, time frames different. So invest accordingly. The other thing I would say is no one size fits all. If you're in your 20s, not every 25 year old should have the same portfolio. Same basic features, yes, uh, but not exactly the same because every individual 25 year old is different. Just like a 55 year old or a 65 year old or even a 75 year old, we're not all the same. Let's assume that you're you know, 55, let's use that as an example. Manage your portfolio that is suitable for you. And if you have a little more cautious attitude, that's fine. You can invest your you can invest your portfolio more cautiously. If you are, you know, have a bit of an, an aggressive nature to you, don't take on too much risk, but it's okay to have a little bit of that play money put on the side as well. Just make sure that now that you've reached this point, don't jeopardize your security, your financial security um, going forward. So that's our video for today. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comparing the differences. Um, also going forward, when I joined the, the channel with Brandon here, there were lots of comments and there are lots of questions or requests to have videos as far as how do you manage as an older person in life. Look forward to those comments as well because I'm gonna be basing the content of most of my individual videos going forward from those comments. So I really look forward to seeing those. As always, we really do appreciate you watching the video, especially all the way through to here. If you like the video, please give us a thumbs up. It really does help show your support for the channel. If you are interested in learning more about our investing academy, it is in the first link below. You can click on that and, and find out more about that. And with that, we will wrap up this video and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.